Well, last time we began a study of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. We're talking here about the two love commandments that Jesus Christ mentions in this passage. I'm going to read that section again for you, especially for those who have not yet uh, tuned into our broadcast who are here for the first time, so that you'll have it clearly fixed in mind. When the Pharisees heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, and by the way, the Pharisees were the strictest sect of the Jews, as uh, Paul called them. He himself had been one. They believed the Bible and believed the uh, resurrection. Uh, And the Sadducees were the liberals of the day. They were people who didn't even believe in the existence of life after death, and they didn't believe in the uh, resurrection and so on. Uh, So he had silenced the uh, liberals. Now the conservatives of the day, we might say, uh, came along uh, with their their viewpoint. And they were uh, equally against Jesus because uh, uh, they didn't like his taking their place and uh, teaching uh, that some of their uh, crusty doctrines, which they had added to the Bible, were wrong. Even though they were conservative about their view of the Bible, they had their own views too. Uh, The traditions of the elders, as they were called. Uh, When Jesus had said that they made the word of God of none effect by their traditions, which were so overlaid uh, uh, over the Bible that you could hardly see the Bible anymore. Well, at any rate, the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence. They gathered themselves together. And uh, then I suppose they chose a very sharp fellow who was a representative of their group. And we read in verse 35, one of them, a lawyer, not an attorney as we think of a lawyer today, but uh, a man who was versed in the law, the Old Testament scriptures, asked him, uh, that would be a theologian, we would say today, uh, asked him a question, testing him. In other words, he didn't really want information. He was out to try to trap Jesus by this question. Uh, if, he, if Jesus answered this question one way, he would go one direction. If he answered another, he'd answer another direction. It was a trick question. And here's the question. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, uh, he was thinking Jesus would put one of the uh, Ten Commandments uh, higher than the other nine. And, of course, Jesus doesn't do anything of the sort. He uh, takes into his answer all Ten Commandments. And not only that, he goes beyond and talks about the whole Old Testament. Let's see how Jesus answers this question. Uh, question which was given for such a miserable purpose and teaches us some very wonderful and tremendous truths through it. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. That was a technical phrase, law and prophets. It meant the whole Old Testament, all the scriptures. Well, this man got a lot more than he bargained for. Jesus summed up the whole Ten Commandments under two. And he said the first and greatest is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and that came from Deuteronomy 6.5. That was a quotation, you see, not something he pulled out of the air. And then he said there was a second like it, and this took in the rest of the Ten Commandments, those which were oriented toward one's neighbor. And uh, this was a quotation from Leviticus 19.18. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus, out of the scriptures, took two commandments that 
summarize the whole of the Ten Commandments and really the whole purpose of the whole Testament, the whole Bible, the whole New Testament as well. That wasn't yet written, but would be written. The whole Bible, then, is given for two purposes. To show a man how to love God and how to love his neighbor. And if you can love God and you can love your neighbor, there isn't anything you can't do. That is the whole of what Christianity is all about. Now, of course, coming to love God, as we said in our first broadcast, is a matter of first recognizing that he sent his son in love toward us. And a man must first trust in Christ as his Savior before he can begin to obey these commandments. But today I just want to look at one point. We hear a lot about love in our society. We hear about uh, love is what the world ma makes the world go round. And what this world needs is love, love, love. We've heard drummed into our ears for four or five years now, ever since that song came out. And uh, love is, of course, the great theme of all the novels. And love is the theme of so many movies. And love is the theme of so many books. And love is used in so many different ways today. Sometimes it's even used in such a coarse way that it means just uh, shacking up with somebody. That's loving somebody. What does this word love mean anyhow? Well, the word love has so many false meanings in our society, it's hard to set the true meaning over against all of them. But let's take one or two. There's an older view of love around in our society that we have to get rid of because there are many people who still maintain it. People who are in their 40s and older uh, are people who were raised on that view of love. And uh, it's a view of love that says that love is a very uh, feminine and sentimental kind of thing. But it's not for men. It's not masculine. Men don't have anything to do with love. Love has to do with uh, Valentine's Day, has to do with uh, little uh, white lace doilies and uh, cherry cheek cherubs and uh, has to do with bows and arrows and that kind of thing. That's love. And uh, I believe there have been a lot of men who have been turned off from Christianity because Christianity speaks about love, and they've been turned off because they have that kind of a view of love that love has to do with women and children, not with men. And there are a lot of these men who will never tell their wives that they love them because they think it's kind of embarrassing and unmanly to speak that way. Well, it's time that they got to realize that love in the Bible is a very masculine thing. But this is a false view of love that doesn't come from the scriptures, but comes from uh, some kind of uh, cultural view that uh, they grew up on a number of years ago. You know, uh, love in the Bible means uh, having a crown of thorns crushed down on your head. Love in the Bible means setting your face like flint toward Jerusalem, the place you didn't want to go, but going anyway in spite of all that you knew lay ahead. Love means sweating it out in that garden of Gethsemane to the point where you sweat drops of blood and yet doing what you don't want to do. Love means putting your hands up against that pole while they lash you to it and then as they strip your back, taking a long whip with little pieces of bone embedded in it or little bits of metal along those leather thongs and having that, that whip lash across your back 39 times until the flesh just quivered and was a pulp. The blood trickled down over that quivering flesh. Love means asking God to forgive the people who were driving nails through your hands and feet. That's what love's all about. Love's not a sticky, silly, sentimental thing. It's not lace doilies, I'll tell you. 
you men out there, or you wise who ought to be talking to your men about love, recognize what love is really all about. Love is what Jesus Christ did for us. Love means giving even when it's hard. Love means doing the thing that God requires because he requires it, not because you feel like it. Love means going the second mile. It means, as God says to a husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. It means even to be able to give your life for another person if necessary. That's love in the Bible. And that's what he's talking about in these commandments, not some kind of gushy thing at all. Well, take that to heart. That's what we're going to be talking about through the rest of these series, that kind of love. Lord, help us to see biblical love for all that it is, and not to demean it, but to live it for Christ's sake. Amen.